What's going on, guys? Welcome to December's episode of Plus Club, the show where we play the games offered to us by on PlayStation Plus, play them throughout the month, and at the end of the month we talk about it. My name is Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And a quick reminder, you have until right now to play uh, Onrush and Soma, both of them free on PlayStation Plus. We're going to talk about this today. And uh, just so you know, next month, new month, new year, we're already at the end of the fucking year. This is crazy. This year went just flew by. We're going to be playing Steep and Portal Knights again. If, if you guys watch the channel regularly, you know we already covered that for Game of the Month, so we'll be talking about that, maybe a little briefer this time, maybe more of an update, maybe talking a little bit about what it's like to play on PS4. Other than that, though, we'll be playing those next month, so make sure to play those as well. And our Game of the Month still until Game of the Month, which is coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, is Final Fantasy XIV, so make sure to play that. Come back tomorrow, and we'll talk about our experiences with that game. And hopefully you keep playing if you're already playing it. Uh... Yeah, we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. I've been posting a lot of fucking pictures from Final Fantasy 15. Really creepy ones. The creepiest ones make it. The other ones don't. Um, and we have iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. You can listen to us on those. Uh, and if you're listening to us and you want to check us out on YouTube, check us out at Tasty Loot Gaming. Uh, yeah, so Plus Club, December, we played on Russian Soma. My list is all fucked up. I was like, what did we play? Um, so yeah, which one should we start with? Let's talk about, let's talk about Onrush. Okay. Um, in case you didn't get a chance to play Onrush, Onrush is a racing combat racing game, uh, made by the guys who made, uh, MotorStorm, which is a game that came out on PS3, uh, in which you, uh, play on a team versus another team in what should be a race, but more so a track that you are trying to eliminate the other team in various different game modes, uh, like capture the fl- or capture the hill, uh, kind of like deathmatch modes, point-based modes. Um, and uh, as you play, you accrue um, loot boxes, which give you aesthetic uh, unlocks uh, for your car, your character, and uh, these little things that when you die, you drop them. I forgot what the fuck they're called. Tombstones. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, with that said, uh, we typically talk about our experiences first. So, Chris, what was your experience this month with Onrush? Well, I played a lot of it, actually, more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly in, like, a couple days' worth of gameplay, like, just kind of lumped up in a couple hours. But, uh, it's, I, I was expecting a racing game, and it is not that at all. Like, yes, you're driving cars and motorcycles and kind of going fast around this track, but there's no jockeying for position. Like, if you're in first, you're kind of, like, in the wrong spot. You don't want to De- be in first. You want to be in the frame. Depending on the game mode, but yeah. Uh, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's chaotic. It's crazy. It's wild. The aesthetics remind me of um, Fortnite. It's kind of got that really bright colors with kind of some wacky... Um, gear for your character to wear like one guy wears a bucket on his head he's got a boot on his broken foot and a a neck brace Mm -hmm. crazy looking guys just fun and weird zany game modes something like super serious which i think is what i really enjoyed about it It didn't take itself too serious it was Mm -hmm. fun and just over the top for me yeah uh you last time i saw were like level 15 so you did play it obviously you played it but um uh what what game modes did you play at that point i just did the stories the the beginning and like middle story modes i guess is what you would call it it's yeah kind of like the overlay of how the whole like thing started yeah it's um 
there's there's game modes they roll out as you progress. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if you got to play them all or not because I know Chevy. If he only played the first two circuits, he didn't play um, the the King and Hell mode at all. Yeah, which is kind of weird that they un un or kind of reveal them in that way, but uh, but also kind of cool that there's something new to look forward to as you keep playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Chevy. <clears throat> I'm. I mean, yeah, Chris said a lot of it. It's there's not a lot to really say about like the game type itself is literally uh, dependent on the game mode. It is a was it six v six? Yeah, um, I think I've so. Lost the player or eight v eight, but I think it's six. I can't. Yeah, there's one of those two numbers, and uh, you can either play uh, the the single player story mode against bots, or you can play uh, online against people, and. Um, I only have experience with the bots. Don't really do the competitive thing too much, but I appreciate that they do have bots in it because a lot of games uh, really don't anymore. So I think it's important too to for people who didn't play this. Uh, the bots is actually a mode called because a lot of the reviews gave the single player shit, which I think is kind of unfair because I think it's actually there's there's plenty to it. There's some storyline, but you don't really need it. But um, but mostly it's got uh, multiple. Uh, like sections of of races based off or um, events based off difficulty the further you go into them with challenges per race that you can complete for extra points and then a bunch of unlocks that you can i mean i've played the game a shitload and i'm still not completely done with it so um just wanted to specify on that just because saying bots it could people could think maybe you're just doing like random matches and and we were putting them in there, and there is a single player mode. Yeah, for sure. and it's I can't remember how many like separate like events there are, uh, like but eight or ten of them. In the the first one, you only get to play two of the game modes, and then in the second one, I think you get a, uh, another one or two. I can't remember uh, added in, and then the third one, at least as far as I've seen, you get another one. So there are uh, a pretty decent variety of of ways to play the game, especially since. Um, at face value, uh, it is kind of a chaotic mess when you look at it. You're like, I don't understand what's going on. So it, I think in a way it is kind of nice that they roll them out mm-hmm. so then you can get used to the way it plays and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I <clears throat> I don't really know what else to say on it other than that, like impression-wise. Like that's pretty much what the game is. It, Did it you kinda... enjoy yourself? Did you not enjoy yourself? It was all right. Um it's a little shallow, I think. So, mm-hmm. in what way? And like, it's. I'm, I'm really hesitant to say this because I don't want to irritate people. But like, mm-hmm. in the same way, Overwatch is pretty much is what it is. This mm-hmm. is what this game is. It is what it is, and and doesn't really offer um, a whole lot outside of that. So you need to be into that very specifically, I think, to to get full enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. As for uh, for me, I think it's definitely more of a sit down with your friends and play game. So versus, I, I don't find uh, any desire to come back to it outside of that. So yeah, no, I, I, I can I can understand that. Um, it's an interesting thing, and this will kind of go into my impressions as well. But uh, I like first person shooters a lot, obviously, but I also like racing games a lot. And Overwatch is a game I can't find myself returning to. It's really hard for me to get back into it. Uh, On Rush. This is probably the third time I've returned to it for this month. Um, and I will return to it later as well. So, And they do have both similarities just because 
there's three games that Onrush takes after. Motorstorm, it's absolutely a spiritual successor to Motorstorm, but also took ideas from Burnout um, loosely. Uh, and it absolutely takes um, team strategy, the idea of team strategy and um, with having heroes uh, from Overwatch. I could say, obviously, there's games before Overwatch that inspired Overwatch, but you can tell they looked at Overwatch to make this game. Um but yeah, they, they took those um, three influences and, and made this whole um, this this whole thing. And it's and for some reason, those influences make it easy for me to come back to each time. It's weird because Overwatch is Overwatch, and I I can't I don't even know what it is about it because Overwatch you unlock skins. Is there anything else you're unlocking in that game? Emotes, voice lines, endings. Yeah, maybe it's that Phrase. stuff that's not doing it for me. Yeah. I think also there's there's a a dynamic experience that I can have in Onrush versus Overwatch, considering most first-person shooters, what changes per match is the team you went against and their strategy versus yours, mm-hmm. or the asshole you played with. But the match is still, you're going to hold this position, you're going to go to that position, you're going to shoot people the same way you always shoot them, and that's it, whereas in this... It's so fast-paced and high-octane, and there's cars flying around and shit that I think there's a little more um, uh, ways to come out of this with uh, something interesting for me personally that makes me more interested in coming back and experiencing something new, I guess, each time I play it. That being said, uh, I obviously enjoy this game uh, quite a bit. I've talked about it on the channel uh, before. It was uh, you know, the PlayStation Plus game um, positively, so I'm, I'm not going to build up to that. I, I actually like this game quite a bit. Um, I also was a fan of Motorstorm though, back on PS3. Um, really liked that, so I love that the spiritual successor um, came out f- uh, from that. Um, glad to see those guys got to make a game. Um, oddly enough, I bought this game like the first day it came out, and I had mm. never heard of it until that day. Josh was like, you ever heard about this Onrush game? And I was like, no. And he told me about it, and I was like, yeah, sounds kind of interesting. I went to the store, and I Saw it and I was looking. I was like, "Hmm." And I like watched a video. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll buy it." Bought it. I fucking I liked it a lot. And uh, so this is a game I kept trying to sell on people. I'm like, "Try this game. Try this game. Try this game. Try this game." It's not the best thing in the world, but it's really fun, and I want to play with people because you can play this uh, in the superstar mode, which is the single player mode, or online with friends. Uh, not just even one. You can just get a group of people and do either or, which I think is really smart. Uh, they've made the game um, in a way that uh, even if the servers go down. The game can still be played, most likely, um, with friends, which is really cool. Um, it has the aesthetic unlocks, mm-hmm. which I think in a game like this is 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 fine because you have cars that you're racing that are you know specific to what they do. We have some that uh, support other cars, build their boost up, build their shields up. You have other ones that are meant to get in there, knock people around, and disrupt the race. You have other people who straight up will kill shit if they hit them uh, easier than others, and some that will uh, zero in on people when they're in the air and smash down on them. And, um, and so differentiating them with different looks, uh, you have to do, but to uh, add some flair to that is, is really fun. Um, and there's a shitload. I think when we were playing, you said that you're like, wow, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, uh, car skins and different models of the same car too. It's not just skins, which is really neat. And they all have rarity and you crew currency when you get doubles and stuff like that. So you can buy stuff eventually very much like overwatch. Um, 
But yeah, uh, coming back to this, uh, I was just stoked because, like I said, I wanted people to play this. Now people have it. There's no excuse not to play it. So I was like, fuck yeah, I can, I can finally play this with people. Um, and me and Chevy played together, and it, it was a blast. I loved it. Um, there's a couple times where uh, I accidentally killed Chevy um, because I've played the game quite a bit. So I'm very aggressive, and I'm flying around killing people. And sometimes Chevy was near the people I was killing, and uh, he got taken with him. Uh, there's one time where there's a guy to my right and then Chevy's to the right of him and then there's a wall and I didn't see Chevy to the right of him. So I fucking veered left real quick and then slammed to the right, hit that guy into the fucking wall and Chevy was between the guy and the wall and fucking just got <laughs> smashed in there and fucking died. And as I was driving into him, I saw him, I was like, oh shit. And he's like, boom, died. And then the time there's a bridge, we're all hauling ass down and I used my special and I went between everyone and just started taking out dudes left and right, killed like four or five guys. And I was talking about that, and Chevy talked about him dying. I was like, yeah, dude, I killed like five people. He's like, well, it'd be six, including me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize I fucking killed you. Uh, you didn't either until you watched your replay. Yeah, all I saw was uh, all of a sudden I was like pushed into the, the rail of the bridge, and I just was in pieces. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then the replay happens, and I just see this blue bullet going down the middle of the yep. bridge and all the – fucking yellow cars going everywhere and i was like oh okay it was the opportune moment to get those fucking kills and get some points because i i want to win god damn it we lost once we were playing against computer but we lost once which i thought was earned good job bots what mode was that i don't know was it we played a lot we got you to like almost level 20 yeah in that one run i can't remember which one it was now yeah i think it was the time game yeah, it definitely wasn't the circle one. We won those each time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely wasn't that one. I'm pretty positive it was the time game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like this game. I still really like it. Um, do I like it more than before? No, it's about the same. But I still really like it. I love racing games. I love aggressive racing games. I like arcade racers, which this is. And, um, and I like first-person shooters, which somehow this game marries the, the, the soul of first-person shooters into a racing game because I mean it's one of the only times I've played a racing game where I'm hesitant to even call it a racing game. It's a car combat game. There's no racing to be had in it. Um, I, I like that you can talk with your team and create tactics on how to win. I mean in the in the King of the Hill mode, there's a small little circle always ahead of the race and everybody's trying to fucking catch up to it. And whoever touches it expands that circle. And the more cars in that circle captures the circle, but you gotta stay in the circle. So you get the situation where everyone's trying to get in that fucking circle and trying to slam people out of it while they're trying to kill you to get out of it. And you're trying to like stay in it because you can't just hold the, uh, you can't just keep driving as fast as you can. You gotta slow it down to yeah, stay you'll in go it. Passive. And it turns into this clusterfuck and, and then when you die, there's a pretty slow um, respawn to kind of, you know, make it earned. You killed that guy. They, they gotta, wait to come back and uh gets really really hectic i actually have a video i put on um uh i don't i think i put on youtube but i put on twitter a while back way before this month of uh a match where there was like five of them had killed all of my team and they're all in the circle driving and i fucking flew in and took out every single one of them and then took the circle and we had it was, it was even too it was the winning fucking score it was stupid Two of the people who made the game actually commented on too, which is oh really yeah, cool. I remember now. Yeah. yeah, they're like fucking. That was like, on Twitter. Then. They're like, well done, and someone's like, "This is art," because I put a bunch of sound effects. It's like, ding, 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 when I was hitting the people and shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I could probably talk about this game for a while, but I really like it. I uh, I was about to start suggesting it to people. Uh, we'll get into that, but um, 
But yeah, I really like it a lot. I think it's I think it's a really cool game. And the biggest thing I have to give it outside of that, it's just a really fun game that thought of a lot of really good things. The, okay, one thing I don't like about it, when we played, mm. whoever's hosting gets full access to everything they, they need to do. So loot boxes, checking uh, their skins, and changing out the characters, stuff like that. If you're part of that lobby, you're kind of waiting on them. It's there, I mean, you still level and you still get all your unlocks, but you have to leave their lobby, disconnect, to check your shit. To get to your menus. Which is which is bad design. It's nothing game-breaking, and it's not that big a deal, but it, it definitely should have been streamlined because uh, it's not fun in that sense for the people who are like, well, I guess I'll wait till I got like five loot boxes to make it worth disconnecting. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to be there all fucking day going back and forth, back and forth. Okay, accept my invite, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's kind of annoying. But um, but yeah, I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to say before that. But uh, it's it's... Oh, yeah. The biggest thing I love about this game, though, is... 2018, 2017, 2016, racing games kind of, I mean, they're not as big as they could be right now. And people have been pushing towards sim racers hard, which is great because that's my favorite kind of racing game. But I do miss the old school um, arcade racers. But beyond that, I miss the experimental car games that we used to get, like games like Twisted Metal, uh, Rush, which is obviously Nintendo 64 as a while ago and much stuff like that um so somebody having the fucking balls to make um a creative car combat game that i've never played a game like i mean i've played a bunch of games that it takes ideas from but there is no car game that you complete a match and you're still driving and that's like three two one going to the next round and then you're doing another round and then you're doing a third round to see who wins or whatever um no, no game that I've played has that kind of system. So it really stands on its own. I think the biggest thing is it had no advertising. It's no name. Like nobody's not going to, nobody's going to go, oh, on rush. They're just going, what the fuck's that? It's a word of mouth game. And so I think it's sad because I wanted to sell really well when it came out and it, I knew it wouldn't. I jokingly said it'd be a PlayStation Plus game. Um, I'm glad that it did make it to PlayStation Plus because there are people playing it now that probably would have never touched it. Because they don't know about it, or they would have heard about them. Like, well, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't play a whole lot of car games, so I'm not really too worried about it. So it's it's good that they got uh, some more exposure, and I hope whatever, however the deals go with PlayStation Plus games, um, they made enough to merit making a second one. Because I think they need to give it a second go to um, make the game more robust, offer a little bit more for Chevy, and um, put more work in advertising. And get the get the word out because I, I I fucking love the game and I fully endorse it. It's a good game. I think the one thing we didn't cover was the, the actual game modes themselves. I don't know if you want sure. To so the, real quick. I'll go through it real fast uh, in case you guys didn't play it and or you didn't get far enough. So there's a mode that's based off score. Whoever hits the max score wins. Uh, the way you accrue score is by boosting in the game. Boost. If you hold the X button, you boost. Um, and it runs out. The way you get boost back is by going off jumps, killing uh, the other team, or killing these NPC cars that are all driving around uh, in the rush or whatever. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's like the stampede or something. They got a word for it. Just just be chaotic, essentially. Yeah, and you knock those out. Well, there's strategy to it, 100%, though. If you're not doing it right, you're not going to do well. Um, and so as you keep holding that boost button, you're accruing points. Not everybody on your team is doing as well, but if you run out boost, you're not helping with the score. Uh, there's also an extra mega boost called rush, which is the triangle button. And each vehicle has their own rush. 
that makes you go faster than the normal boost, but they also have perks to it. So some of them will leave a line behind them that if you touch it, you blow up, kind of like Tron. Another one will leave like a wave, a wake behind them. And if you touch it, it pushes you out of the wake. It's really fucked up if you're following someone and they put a wake behind them, you get pushed to the side. So if there's a cliff or a wall there, you're just going to slam into it. Bunch of really cool stuff like that. There's a couple people too when they do the rush, they fill other people with boost. That's the thing that I was talking about with strategy. If you need to get that score up and everybody's like hitting the boost button and you get your rush, slow down with your rush and boost everybody and they'll all keep their boost going. Um, there is a, uh, it's kind of like gun game. There's a, an elimination mode for what's called, but you start out, there's about five tiers of vehicles. Each tier has two vehicles. It's pretty much motorcycles, light vehicles, medium vehicles, uh, like assault vehicles and heavy vehicles. Um, you start out with the motorcycles, which are um, really good. Get in there, kind of disrupt people. There's one that drops in a shockwave, will shove cars around. Uh, uh, vehicles, but they're also really easy to kill when you're in a car. But you start with those. When one of those gets eliminated, you move on to the next section. You move on to the next one. When you get to the last one, you're no longer part of the team anymore you're still helping but you're not you're x'd out when one team gets fully x'd out they lose that's actually probably one of my favorite ones even though it's really fucking hectic but there's a really cool strategy because once there's like one or two people on a team left you'll notice the other team starts trying to protect their guy and trying to go after yours and stuff so there's a really cool element there there's the king of the hill mode which i kind of already explained and i know there's another one that i'm missing the time game Oh, yeah, the time one. So uh, as you're racing, uh, each team's timers are going down. Whoever hits zero loses. But every time there's these moving checkpoints that are all over the, the track. And understanding this game, if you fall too far behind, it warps you back in. And if you go too far ahead... You have to be constantly part of the stampede. Yeah, yeah you have to be part of the stampede. So it's not, it's not a race. Although I did say earlier, it is important to stay ahead in some modes. Because if you're up ahead and you're grabbing those checkpoints and they're grabbing them late, if they're lower in time than you, and you're still grabbing those before them, they're missing out on getting to those checkpoints and getting that time earlier on. You could be like two seconds behind and need one more or three more seconds, and you're down to two, and you don't hit it in time. I don't know if my math was right there, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I'm awful at math, so that I was sitting here doing the fucking Albert Einstein with the fucking, uh, I'm sure it didn't work. Um, yeah, that one's another cool one. I really like that one um, just because I like uh, that it's incorporating uh, driving skill as well as just I'm going to fucking kill everybody because a lot of them are you're just hauling ass trying to get murdered and trying to murder people yourself. Especially the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, And in the beginning of every single fucking race, as soon as it starts, it's like those scenes in, in uh, war movies where you see the two lines just running and they go and then the fight starts it's the same thing in onrush it's like as soon as the race starts it's just you and your team they're in their team and they're all driving all of a sudden there's like a, a divider and as soon as you get into the open area it just goes it starts fucking flying and shit and there's cars getting hit so hard that their forward momentum while they're tumbling and ripping apart is like passing you on the track and shit it's crazy looking yeah those are the modes there might be another one I, i'm forgetting I'm, i don't i don't know i think i got it i think so yeah i think so what was your favorite vehicles? The mid-tier car that gives boost to other cars. Yeah, so it's it's weird how the heavier vehicles are more supportive mm -hmm. 
than than the lighter ones. All the lighter ones are more assault based. There's like that mid tier one that's really good about magnetism once in the air. In the game, if you hold X, you'll come down faster to get back on the track and you can smash people. If you don't hold X, you'll stay in the air longer and you'll float for longer, um, which has its benefits as well. Um, but one has it. So if you're coming down and there's someone even slightly to it, you'll kind of pull to them and, and slam onto them, uh, which I really like that one. And I like, I think it's called the interceptor. It has a more intense boost. So when you hit people, you do more damage because in the game, the highest damage comes from the front of the vehicle and the weakest part of the vehicle is the sides. So if someone's like drifting and you slam to their side, you'll most likely kill them. If you hit them in the back or if you're side by side with them and hit them, you probably have to hit them a second time, which I think it's really cool. It indicates that to other people when somebody's been hit. So if I hit somebody and someone is driving next to me and they see that, they can slam in and hit them and finish them off. Um, but yeah, so you like the support one. Yeah, and the whole side thing, I, I learned very quickly as I tried to T-bone someone and I was ahead of them and the front of their car went into the side of mine instead and I fucking got cramped. Yeah. I was like, well, that was bad timing. My favorite thing is when you slam into someone, they slam into you and then the, there's a wall to the right of them or the left of them, wherever, and they're in between you and the wall and you're just slowly fucking closing it in on them and they're trying to get out of there and trying to get faster than you and you're fucking just... And they go, <laughs> and just rip up. It's it's very satisfying. Or when we were playing, I was driving beside this dude, and I fucking hit him really hard. And he flew out into the trees, and props to the AI. It was fucking bouncing and shit. It had one more hit left before it died, and it was just dodging the trees and shit. And as he came back out towards the track, I just drove right the fuck into him and destroyed him. But it was, like, really intense. Um, but, yeah. I also really like the motorcycles, but they're you, you really got to be on your shit when you're on this because... If they hit you, because it's kind of hard to hit those fuckers if they're if they're all over the place, um, you're dead. Yeah, you go flying. What was uh, what what vehicles did you dig? Uh, I really like. I think it's called the Tempest. It's the one that makes the wake behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially because like it, it, you wanna you don't wanna boost in the air. And you wanna boost as soon as you hit the ground. There's a timing to it, and it gives you extra speed on your boost. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I just like getting ahead and fucking people up. Yeah, no, it's really satisfying. That one in the motorcycle that has the Tron line, that one mm. pisses me the fuck off when I get killed like by the it. Really, the really big truck that leaves uh, the slow walls behind the it. Shields. Yeah. The Enforcer. Yeah, it's the yeah. only heavy one I like. I didn't realize it was going to eventually kill you because mm-hmm. I was driving uh, behind a guy and I was like dodging him pretty well. And all of a sudden we got to a narrow point and I was like, I'm going to be hitting these. There's no way around it. And I hit one and it slowed me down. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. I hit the second one and all of a sudden I'm screwing it. I was like, Oh no, these are gonna kill me. So yeah, yeah, they slow you down, but if, as you stay in them, I think they do uh, minute damage mm-hmm. over time. So, which are really fucked up if you're driving in an area that's really tight because you can really fuck shit up. If you're out in the open though, it's really good to try and kind of spread them out. Yeah, that's what the NPC was doing. They had just a fucking S in front of me. I was just like, yeah, because if you're following that guy, you can still dodge them, but their team doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, so they can just fuck with you. The yeah. whole time you're trying to like get around all that shit. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say on Armrush? Did you mention your favorite vehicle? Yeah. The Interceptor, the, the one that the fucking, the one that slams mm-hmm. into people with the boost, has a shorter boost, but it's a harder boost. Right, right. And then the one that magnetizes and slams on people. And I also like the bike that has the slam. When you hit X, you hold it, you'll drop down, you make a small shockwave, and it's not lethal, but it throws people. So it's a really good way to just kind of fuck shit up. 
especially if people are in on those circles and they're trying to hold it and you drop in, uh, you can still crush people with the motorcycle, which is fucked up. But also if you miss, you're pushing people out of that circle. Right. Really nice. So it's a really good way to just kind of get in there and, and be annoying pretty much. So, yeah, let's move into suggestions. I'll start it off. If you like racing games, I think you should try it. If you like arcade racers particularly, particularly I think you should try it. If you like combat racing games, uh, I think you should definitely check it out. Um, if you like Overwatch, I would check it out or any, uh, hero team based shooter. Um, and if you like unlocks, like, like loot boxes, if you're not over that yet, because it seems like the industry is kind of over it on rush on rush, probably one of the last games that really incorporated that, uh, I, if they make a second one, I don't think they'll probably do the same thing. Uh, just cause the whole industry went, we need to get the fuck away from these. Um, uh, definitely check it out. And if you like unlocking um, skins and different, um, if you like collecting shit, uh, there's a lot of stuff to unlock in this game. Also, if you like Odessa, uh, they're in soundtrack like three times, yeah. which was a delight. I would say the whole time I was playing, I was like, oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this bah, song. Bah, oh, I know this song. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I don't really have a whole lot to add to that other than uh, just in general, if you like competitive games, this is oh yeah very much that. Um, and if you like competitive games versus people, but also if you like cooperative games with your friends. Yeah, I was going to say, the, there is an element of uh, communication to uh, the teamwork uh, that can be used. You also don't have to. You can just kind of go in there and, yeah. and just annoy the shit out of the other team by yourself as well. So. Yeah, I feel like once you get where we were playing at, we kind of were saying a couple things, but more so just kind of like, oh, shit, that was crazy. Um, I think if you're against harder enemies, you'd probably probably be more vocal about certain things. But yeah. we were just kind of playing. And the only time shit. I even started talking really is when we were doing the King of the Hill mode. Yeah. So, but that one uh, is easier to tell what's going on, I think. And so I was able to be like, hey, wait, you know, this guy coming up behind you. You know, be careful type thing mm-hmm. versus like the time game. You just have to drive, let you know. So, I don't know. The team effort there is, is it's obviously there, but I, it is obvi- I, it's more of a uh, everyone just needs to be really good at driving uh, in that mode. So, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had to add to that, though. I, I think you guys covered everything. I got nothing to add. Yeah. If you like games called Onrush, try it out. It's um, a very niche audience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm part of it, so. Uh, but it took me playing the game to know that. Uh, yeah, so let's get into um, our grades. We'll go with Chevy first. Okay. Um, so, I mean, overall, I do think it is an enjoyable game. Uh, though, as I did mention before, only in the aspect of playing with people, I would never hop and play this game by myself. It just wouldn't happen. But, I mean, I feel the same way about games like Overwatch, Heroes of Storm, etc. I, uh, I do enjoy them, uh, but they are uh, infinitely more enjoyable with people. So, uh, that being said, I have to give them uh, complete props. They... They made a uh, a very unique thing here, I think, and it plays well. Uh, it's really uh, visually appealing in every way, from just uh, the actual visual style to the carnage itself. It, it's all very just uh, Michael Bay esque, I guess would be a good way to put that. Ooh, don't gotta insult the game. Come on. <laughs> There's a certain reason you watch Michael Bay movies. Is the same thing you could enjoy in this too. Is just explosions and pieces of shrapnel everywhere. So. Um, 
you know, for the most part, uh, the the only issues I have with this game are all personal issues. They're not they're not with the game itself. So sounds like a personal problem. Pretty much got him. So, um, so personally, I, I mean, I have to give the game a C plus just because I don't have uh, a desire to go back and play it. Uh, though, if I was invited to play in a game session with people, I would turn it back on. So I might invite you. I might just do that. Chris, what would you grade it? Um, I had a lot more fun in this game than I thought I would, um, but there are moments and I'm just kind of roll my eyes where they do the like really hard push on the alternative culture, you know, the, the punk side of things, where, but it's really fakey. Um, but beyond that, the gameplay itself is enjoyable. Um, I didn't find too much at fault with it, but I also find myself wanting more from it, but I couldn't tell you what I would want more from mm-hmm. it. Um, but with that in mind, I, overall, it's a B for me. It's not. It's not a horrible game. It's a really fun game, actually. Yeah. And I could probably play this more if everybody just be like, "Hey, you want to play?" Like, absolutely, let's play. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good good grade. Uh, I'm really shuffling two grades in my mind, and I feel more comfortable with one versus the other because I think one's a little too high. So I'm gonna go with a B plus. I wanted to give it an A minus, but I do agree. There's probably something more they could do with this game. Um, I'm not a big loot box guy, and I'm also not a big uh, aesthetic unlock guy. I like it, and I'm glad it's there. I don't want them to take that away. But if there's something else a little deeper in unlocks, I'd be I'd be really fucking stoked. I'd be like really hooked to the game. Um, but overall, I think it's a very in- innovative, uh, ballsy game that exists now i think it's really fun but i'm also biased i liked motorstorm a lot so they brought it back in a better way uh visually i think motorstorm was cooler because it's more real and gritty but you know being cartoony works for more people i think than than being a little more rough on the eyes um the yeah the characters are dorky i agree 100 i don't think any of them are cool looking um but uh it is the most not to be, I mean, it's it's worth talking about slightly real quick. Um, it's like the most inclusive game I've, I've pretty much seen. They've really covered everything, almost. Like, they really went like, everyone's going to be different um, from different places and different sexes almost evenly. Like, they really, I don't know if they did that out of the kindness of their hearts, the uh, thinking that this is the way it should be, or just going, this way we can't get in trouble. From anybody for anything um but i think they did responsibly which is kind of cool sometimes people do things people feel like some things are forced or something like that um so that was kind of cool but at the same time uh all the designs are not for me there's some really like nouveau hip-hop futuristic hip-hop looks which i'm not into the fucking dork with the the, the neck brace you got a neck brace on dog you should not be racing get the fuck out of there um <laughs> So, I mean, that's probably my biggest complaint about anything in the game. Um, But other than that, I I really enjoy playing this game. I played it quite a bit already before uh, this came out, and I played it again. I got, I think, around 54, 55 uh, this time around. Um, Last time I played online, there's people, like, in the hundreds, so apparently you can get pretty high. Um, And I definitely will be coming back to this anytime anybody and I guess I'll have to be the one to initiate since people are like I'll play it if someone invites me Um, because I'm thinking I'd love to play this with people and I'll play by myself. So maybe I'll just let people know. In fact, um, I got uh, a discord Wade was asking if uh, anybody wanted to play it. I was 
fucking stuck playing Final Fantasy 15 and getting ready to film. Um, but uh, I want to get him and Psycho and everyone together and play it. I think it'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, I like this game a lot. Uh, B plus. I'd love to give an A minus, and I really feel like I should because of them w being willing to make this game uh, without anybody else making games like this right now. Um, and they obviously suffered in their sales because of that. But um, hopefully they get a second round uh, to try it again and advertise better and add more to it. Uh, so it'll be more... Um, uh, exciting for everybody else, but B plus B plus I feel safe with it's 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 a really fun game and I definitely recommend it. I'd recommend it everybody, but we already did recommend recommendations. I can't talk too much caffeine. I'm going fucking insane. Let's know in the comments. Did you play Onrush? What'd you think of it? What would you grade it? Um, are you not gonna play it? Have you not played it? Why? Let us know in the comments and let's move on to the next game. The other game we played this month, another game I've played before. This whole month I was like, oh, I'm returning to games, this is cool. Um, two games that I like. And next month. And next month, yeah. <laughs> these two months is just like, hey Seth, you played all these. I'm like, all right, yeah. Maybe I should need to slow down playing games because they all just come out on PlayStation Plus. Um, I'll just wait patiently. I don't like that. I'm an impatient person. Uh, the second game we played, a game called Soma, made by the same guys uh, who made, I think it's Irrational Games. Was that who made it? I don't think so. Doesn't matter. Same guys who made um, Amnesia, uh, The Dark Descent, that series, probably one of the scariest games in modern gaming. Um, and yeah, uh, like Amnesia, it is a first-person cerebral horror game um, where you are a dude partaking in an experiment with a dude named Dr. Menchi. I'll never forget that name. Dr. Do or Dr. Munchie. Dr. Munchie? He always he says that like three times. I'm just like, ugh. Stop <laughs> saying that. D D Dr. Munchie? Why is his name Munchie? Um, he didn't get to choose that. It's a physics-based game as well, just like Amnesia, uh, with actually pretty impressive physics, I have to say. I shouldn't be talking about my opinion yet. And uh, the story grows. I can't say anything more than that. In an expected fashion, uh, it, it grows into something more and also uh, expands on a story, I think, a lot better than their prior games. Uh, I played this. Chris played this. Chevy watched me play this. Um, just so I didn't have to go, okay, Chevy, fucking just, just try it. Just play it for a second. I was like, okay, just watch me. Um, and, uh, yeah, we all played it. So who went first last time? Chris. I did. Uh, so, Chevy, how about you go first? Okay, well, I can't really obviously speak on the way the game plays. Uh, plays okay. But I would say visually, uh, it looked like it played fine. <laughs> uh, I will say when a it... Chevy, a Chevy watched me in my apartment in the beginning of the game just grab everything and throw it across the room. Yeah. And then put a trash can in the I, toilet and throw I, things as, into the trash as can. Soon, as soon as you touch something and there was physics, you're like, oh. I was like... Kink. <laughs> fuck this apartment fucking up. Fucking open the fridge and just... Like, you're like, oh, these are this works nice. Yeah, and it's like find the fluid, and I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm just throwing everything else. <laughs> I go in the bathroom, opening the sheets to the shower. <laughs> I'm looking in the fucking the medicine, medicine cabinet. cabinet. I'm just like, don't need these. And I was like, trash can. Let's put the 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 thing that things can go in inside a thing that things can go in, aka the toilet, and then everything in the bathroom goes in that trash can. <laughs> and then put the things in the trash can. Pick up the trash can. And fucking throw it. I like how physics games kind of just turn you into a monkey. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm a curious person. I'm just like, physics? I love physics in games. Make a, You want to make a game good? Add co-op, add physics. And progression. Progression, yeah. Give me loot. I'll fucking... I don't, a game can be bad. I'll still play it. Um, 
Anyway, sorry. That being said, the the game. Uh, well, trying to figure out how to say certain things without getting too spoilery about it, because it is a story driven game. So the game starts obviously in one setting and eventually goes into another setting. Um, and I think it uh, at first seems a little weird, and I'm still not sure why that happens. But uh, probably need to see more of the game to get. Yeah, that. for the record, the the playthrough you watched me do, I played about two and a half hours, maybe three, and uh, I would say got almost halfway through the game because the game's about ten hours, I guess, um, eight or ten hours. So, but anyway, I was cruising though; I wasn't stopping for a lot of things. Um, so you saw quite a bit, yeah. But uh, I'm just saying the explanation of of why, yeah. The so that's the, I keep forgetting what the fuck I'm even talking about. So um, that's that's the thing is we didn't beat it, mm. so we don't know the conclusion of it, right? But, yeah. So a um, little lost on that aspect, but um, other than that, once you are in that 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 situation and you're progressing through, uh, I think at that point, uh, the storytelling actually becomes really good. Uh, it's and it may be it gets like i said you know told later but the 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 getting to that point seemed really kind of just like choppy and then you get to the the this point in the game and it's a very smooth consistently tell told story that keeps going with uh lots of little extra things you can find yourself to uh, enhance the story if you so choose or if you are rushing through it um you still aren't being left uh, in the dark. So I think they did that very well. It's a very good looking game. Uh, you know, lighting, graphic details in general are just really good, really creatively designed. It's weird because those guys make games that graphically, like technical graphics, like textures and stuff, are whatever engine they're using seem older mm -hmm. to me. But they really fucking make it work and make things really good looking. It's like kind of like how Nintendo always like their first party games don't look graphically as powerful as other games, but they always look really good. good. They always look yeah. really smooth, really circular. The polygons look smooth on fucking people. They don't look choppy. There's like no anti alias or no aliasing. They're just polished. They're just really yeah. good looking games, but they still don't look as good as like you know a Last of Us Part Two or um, God of War, essentially. But, yeah, because they just don't have that power. Same thing with th these guys. Even Amnesia, when I go back to it, it's a it's and it's a small company too. It's it's a good looking game, even though you can tell it's just aging well. Even when it came out, it looked older, but it's still it, I their design is really the aesthetic, good looking. Works yeah. For it, yeah. So and, and I think the same is true for this. Um, also, and obviously I wasn't at the helm, but it seems like anytime was, there, there was puzzles for the most part, they weren't like. You know, you're not slamming your head against the wall trying to figure them out. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, me fucking crazy. And uh, it seems like the game doesn't really rely too much on on enemies, which is kind of crazy. There's a no, couple, there's a lot less. But it it seemed like it was more of an event yeah. when there was a, a, an enemy versus uh, just trying to like constantly keep you in a state of stress. This game was more so. It almost feels more like it's a mystery the whole time with an air of suspense. So. What's really interesting because so is Amnesia. Yeah. Um, Amnesia is, I mean, this follows almost the exact same um, method as Amnesia does. It's a mystery that builds up tension. And then when anything actually happens, you're already freaked out enough from the building of it, which is good horror, uh, good method in horror, um, 
that when it happens, you're like, oh, shit. But they do – they put more emphasis on storytelling in this and less on trying to be a horror game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a very dark and sinister tone to it. For sure. Whereas Amnesia is absolutely a horror game. It's also trying to tell a story that's a little more vague in its storytelling and more, I don't know, primal in its it's a scarier game in my opinion than yeah. this game is um and then yeah the last thing i, I want to kind of add to to this is um the scenery um i was a little worried it was going to stay the same the whole time and they actually threw a very pleasant curveball at at uh the person people playing the game i'd say and the scenery does change up so you're not just stuck in uh doom-esque <laughs> you know corridors all the time yeah. and stuff so mm-hmm. Um, it was a pleasant surprise for yeah, sure. Yeah, and it, it it gets uh kind of washes the monotony off and it seems like at the right times too. You're not doing one thing for so long that you're like, "Okay, I get it. I'm done with this." Like you you finally you get to do something else. So, uh pacing, the pacing is good it seems like. So, yeah. I'm going to let Chris go next even though I probably should, but I just, I, I want to know where Chris is at first before I talk about anything. So, so I did not beat this game but uh i have watched playthroughs all the way through so i know what happens end wise for the uh, okay. story but i won't i won't spoil it good, good, good. anything specific because i do plan but, on beating this okay so this is a game that i didn't think i would play a lot of um i got into the game initially and was immediately kind of weary of it because horror games although i enjoy watching people play them i don't necessarily enjoy playing them myself uh it really ramps up my anxiety this is a game that relies really heavily on auditory cues and the psychological effects that it will have on you. Um, I really recommend anybody who plays this play it with headphones only. Don't use it, the surround sound. Like Headphones really, really make this game so much better. That being said, I kind of pushed my way through this and found myself intrigued again by what was happening in the story and figuring out for myself again because I'd watched the playthrough so long ago. Um, and it is a game that, although I am probably on edge the whole time playing it, I found my, that edge kind of getting duller and more of like the intrigue of like, I need to figure out what's happening, how to fix this and what's going on and where I can go with this and where the story is going. Um, visually, it's like you said, it's soft, like the edges aren't hard. It's well done, um, but it's not, you know, maximum level of <laughs> graphics, mm-hmm. but it is an intriguing game and story. Like, I just I find myself wanting to push through more and more. Yeah. Um, like I said, I haven't beaten this. Probably about halfway through the game. Uh, so where I'm talking now is based off of that. If I beat the game and I have a completely different opinion, I might make a video on it. I'm um, talking about that. But uh, I played this back when it came out a little bit. We actually did a video. You can go search, I think, the first year of the channel's videos. Me and Josh played it for a little bit. We barely got anywhere in it. Now that I'm playing it, I'm like, we played like the beginning of this game and called it good. Um, I think it was when we're playing fucking Just the Tip or doing the show mm-hmm. Just the Tip yep. and fucking played like games in the beginning. Um, Lots but, of uh, tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I started to stop doing that show because I was like, this is going to be fucking a show about tutorials. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the second time around, um, way, way bigger um, opinion on it. Uh, this game is is 
very much in the same vein as Amnesia, which is not good or bad. It's just an observation. When I played it, it's it's essentially when you play Bloodborne and you play Dark Souls, you're like, this is made by the exact same people and the exact same engine. Um, or, you know, similar engine. Uh, but it it shows a maturing of these guys in the sense that their storytelling has gotten a lot better than the prior games. Um, this game is not scary to me in any way. I think it still might scare certain people who scare easily. easily. I don't. So um, most of the time, um, you know, in situations that are supposed to be scary, I, I just acknowledge that they, that they are definitely um, uh, trying to be a little more slow paced about their scares, which I very much appreciate, but it's, I'm so intrigued with the storyline. I don't care about the horror aspect. I more so want to know about uh, the ideas and the ideas in this game really play to me. Uh there's a lot of things in this game that I think about on a daily basis. So uh, um, to be vague, and if I say anything spoilerly, just be warned. I might say some things that are slightly spoilerly. I won't are spoilery. I won't tell you specifics in the storyline, but there are a couple things, themes that I want to discuss real quick that I think are really neat. Uh, so you've been warned. Skip to our skip ahead like five minutes maybe. Um, the game deals with. Uh, I don't know what's going on in it, but the beginning of the game and most of the game that I've played are two different things going on. So in where I'm at right now, I don't know what's real or not, which is kind of disheartening because the story I'm going into, although dark and very fucking bleak, is also uh, haunting and beautiful in a sense. Um, I just don't know if it's real, uh, but it deals a lot with, uh, and it's very well played out. Um, essentially... Um, an end of the world scenario, um, uh, very darker version of what you'd get out of Rapture and Bioshock, mm. which is weird to say a darker version of Bioshock, but in my opinion, it, it seems like it. Um, a very a post-apocalyptic situation that is at the end of its existence and people who are trying to figure out how to move past that and essentially save anything that's left of the human race after an apocalypse already happened. Like what they're doing isn't working out. So they're trying to do something that's also very interesting to me in the sense of uploading consciousness to machines. Another thing I think about all the time. So this game really was just like, hey, Seth, you know all that crazy shit you think about all the time? We made a game about it. I'm like, what? Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking do tell. Let's, I, let's have a conversation. Um, so yeah, I uh, as you know, when you first start playing it, I kind of start thinking like, man, this is this is kind of like a really darker doom almost without a gun, and uh, then as I start reading notes and stuff, start hinting towards an event that happened and people somewhere else telling these people, oh, I hope you're fine, we're waiting for it, and all this kind of shit. I'm like, well, this is intriguing, and then uh, you find out what happened, you find out where they're at and what they're doing, and I was like, whoa, that's fucking dope that's really dark and then the extension of that um what they're trying to do after that is really fucking uh really really cool i really like that also there's some very dark imagery in this game yeah then i i fucking love shit like that i i like any kind of emotional response to anything whether it's laughing crying fucking being disgusted um so there's certain parts that like pulling a plug from something seemed like a moral fucking decision and i'm just like and and there's like almost like a childlike innocence to pulling this plug sometimes then when you do it and you're just like oh shit i fucked up and it's like reminding you that you fucked up 
as you're sitting there like going like, uh, I don't, I don't think I was supposed to do that, but you're supposed to, it's part of the storyline. But that kind of stuff is just so fucking grim. It just, it, it, it adds to the whole atmosphere of this real, like you really feel alone and, and fucking that there's no point and helpless, but you still want to continue because fuck it. What are you going to do? Um, which I think is really cool because there's not a whole lot of games I get that sensation from. And they really crafted in this. Uh, visually, like I kind of already said, um, I think it's really cool looking at first. I was like, oh, God, it's going to be like metal corridors the whole time. Okay. Um, but it, it's not. Once you start kind of getting a little further and finding out where you're at and what you're surrounded in and all sorts of shit and uh, what the threat is and what happened there. It becomes way more interesting, and there's some parts that even though it's it's not technically on a graphics level amazing, um, the imagery and what they could squeeze out of their engine is really neat. Um, I've played other games where you go into similar places that this game. I'm being very vague, I know. Um, <laughs> that that at the time were probably more technical powerhouses that didn't do it as eerie as this game. This game, I actually feel like I'm in that place. You look up and look around and you're like, I'm stuck here. There's no fucking way out of here. Um, they did a really good job on that. Um, the game just, at the whole t- that's the most enthralling thing about this game, is I was just like, this is what it'd be like, man, if you were fucking, if you were there, stuck there. It's, it's, it's a horrible feeling, but I'm not there. So I get to uh, experience it without being there and going, okay, well, what happens next? Um, and yeah, uh, the characters uh, are are interesting, and I'm really curious to see where it goes. So I, I definitely want to beat this. I know it's a shorter game, like Amnesia, and I, uh, yeah, I like I said though, not not very scary. I, I even think people who scare easy could probably get past the first couple times. It's gonna try and creep you out, and um, and really kind of get immersed into this um, really interesting story someone wrote that I think could easily be a fucking movie, easily. It's a very cool story, in my opinion, so far. I just don't know if it's real or not. So that's the that's the fun part of it. I really like it. Yeah. I just want to add, um, for anybody who's like not really big into horror games, particularly for like jump scares, there aren't a lot in this game. Yeah, that's why that's why I emphasize cerebral horror. It's it's yeah. more mental. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple issues I had with the game, though. Um, there was Uh-oh. one point where I found a graphical error um, when I was, yeah, when <laughs> I was looking through a window and I would crouch and stand, the angle that the interior of the window had would skip back and forth really jarringly mm. in a way that was not the way it's supposed to. I, I, I made a recording of it. I can send it to you later if you want. But uh, it's, it's just so bad you had to record it. That's not good. I do that all the, all the time. I'm like, this ain't right. And I record it. <laughs> Um, and uh, there are autosave features in the game, um, but every time I came across an autosave, uh, I couldn't move. I had to wait for it to save and kind of load in, and then I could move again. It was really it does uh, pause. Did it? Very briefly for you, you have a yeah, pro. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I remember like a quick skip. Yeah, well, those yeah. are probably longer for him. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> very, it's very disconnecting. It's very, uh, it brings me totally out of the gameplay. But. I wonder if there's a way to turn that off and manually save. Yeah, I, I, I you know you can mainly save and exit the game. Yeah, but I don't know if you can turn off auto saves, but it is a thing I noticed. Yeah, I did, I obviously didn't notice that because I'm assuming the PS4 Pro probably does it quicker. Maybe I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, that'd be annoying. Because I've, I mean, games back like a fucking Morrowind on Xbox. You walk like, uh, you know, fucking 60 feet and it goes, uh, yep. And you're just waiting. And it goes, and you start walking. I can't believe mm-hmm. I played that so much. <laughs> I always am like, dude, I played that so much back in the day. Probably because I was waiting on those loading screens constantly. Probably would have played it like 50% less fucking. If like I got... Monster Hunter games going in between zones. It's loading, loading, loading. Oh, yeah. Loading. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, sometimes it helps when they're fucking hitting you out of the zone. You're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that's important to, to mention. So, uh, you know, things in your experience that did that. I can't think of anything that we ran into. You talking about that looking through a window and seeing weird shit that reminds me of that Fallout 76. There's some guy on Twitter I was arguing with. Not to get into this because too much. But he's like, I haven't seen one bug in the game. I'm like, that's fine. You're the one of the lucky ones. I can show you fucking literally hours of video of bugs. Because <laughs> like, this isn't a conspiracy, dog. Like fucking, he's like, well, you haven't played it. I'm like, I don't have to. I can look at a Everyone fucking. I can look at a car been, without yeah. fucking tires and an engine and all the windshields bust down. And go, that ain't going to fucking drive. <laughs> he's like you can't know unless you play it fuck you anyway there's a video of fallout 76 i love it it's the funniest shit ever but um it's like todd howard explaining uh, at e3 fallout 76 oh, yeah. and then it's one shows gameplay it shows all the bugs and shit and there's this part and the music's creepy too it's like it's like fucking just like this weird like a siren sound almost like underwater like oh it's like a submarine almost with this ambient sound it's really creepy and you're seeing all these weird fucking bugs happening and there's one part where this guy like slowly walks up to a window and he looks outside <laughs> and there's just like this blackness with some weird textures that are like glitching uh, as he turns and he's just looking he's like what is that <laughs> <laughs> And just that he was so fucking like concerned. He's already, he's already playing this buggy ass mess. He's heard is like a shit show, and then he experiences himself, and he's just seeing something no one else has seen. It's his own bug, and he's just like, "What is this?" <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Anyway, that reminded me of that. <sighs> Anything else you guys want to say on it? Um, now obviously you're not going to beat it. Uh, no. Do you think you'll go back and beat it? But you've already you've already watched the story. I've already watched the story, but. I might go back and finish it. I'm not sure. Once I beat Final Fantasy 15, which I am trucking along in, um, I'll probably start Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and then maybe squeeze some Soma in there. I don't know. My life is chaos. I'm just thrilled that you're like actively playing role-playing games right now. Yeah, I was playing Final Fantasy 14 and 15 at the same time. Fight me, don't at me. It's fucked up. Um, We'll talk about that tomorrow, though. Uh... Uh, uh, yeah, I gotta be Fall Fantasy 15. Uh, let's talk about recommendations. Uh, I think this one is almost difficult to recommend to people because obviously I can do it. it's got a pretty specific audience. If you're into Amnesia, I mean, this is going to be kind of a no brainer. Um, horror games in general, uh, but not necessarily jump scare ones, more, uh, I guess, along the lines of like not to compare it to, but like Silent Hill. Um, just because it's gonna have the same, you know, it's where it's trying to get you stressed out. Fuck it. Under under Silent Hill, the Amnesia series is one of the scariest fucking video games out there. Silent Hill's better, hundred <laughs> percent. It's my second favorite series of all time. Don't fuck with me on that. And now it's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then that weird tech demo fucking Kojima made called PT. That's one of the scariest games ever made, and it's a fucking tech demo. Anyway. Yeah, that's really impressive. That yeah. It is. It's horrifying. Like a 30-minute game 
It's like one of the scariest things out there. Yep. Um, Imagine if he made that game. That would have been hard to get through. <laughs> Play that shit at like fucking 10 p.m. Empty house. Turn the lights off because I was an, an idiot. I'm like, I'm going to turn these lights off. This is going to be scary. I turned the surround sound on and I was playing. I was like, I don't want to walk forward. <laughs> and I'm not even curious on what's down that hallway. We'll just stay here. It won't come to us. And then sure as fuck. Yeah, she will. Because that fucker's in that house literally doing things. She'll be out the window. She's upstairs. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the the other uh, the recommendation I do want to give to the game is, uh, and it might be a little weird, but uh, give them if, if you are into uh, storytelling adventure games, um, now you're obviously not going to have the same like decision factor in this, but it is very much a story-driven game. Um, and uh, I think that was probably the most enjoyable aspect of it for me. So... Um, if you're into that, uh, at the very least, you should uh, watch it on YouTube or something. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You like Amnesia series or anything that those guys have done? Obviously, if you like survival horror, or horror games, if you like sci-fi horror, if you like cerebral horror, fucking check this out. Even if you don't play video games, if you watch like movies like that, check this out or watch on YouTube. But I would definitely say play it uh, first and foremost. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. These guys are some of the best people out there making horror games right now even if you're not getting jump scares from it it's still horror uh it still deals with horror elements so if you're into horror at all i think it's a must um if you like first person puzzle games or adventure games or even back in the day you played mist you're that old like me um you might dig this uh if you like bioshock and you don't care to not have guns i would check it out um If you like being scared, uh, if you like good storytelling, not necessarily in a narrative way, but uh, somebody wrote this story and put it into a game, and it's a very cool story, definitely check it out. If you like physics, this game's got physics, and they're pretty good, and they have, actually have pretty good sound effects, too. I took a fucking glass, uh, uh, well, drinking glass, and I fucking went, and it had really good weight. And the bottom, it didn't just go Ooh, in the air. Like it literally kind of flew. And when the bottom hit the the wood floor, it went kink and fucking like made a nice solid sound. It was really good. Really good. I was impressed. And then when I threw a can, I heard it hit the fucking tile. Just and I was like, oh, so that's pretty good. And you might be going, that's just sound effects, Seth. Play games and think about it when you play those fucking games about the sound. There's a lot of games that have shitty sound uh, in them. So I always appreciate good sound. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 does not have good sound design. Um, a lot of games don't though. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> physics and sound. I like. So hey, you've been so uh, uh, away from caffeine. It's supposed for to... a while. So yeah, yeah. I'm back on it, baby. I'm back on the fucking train. I can't handle it. I'll even out. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. I'd recommend it to to a lot of people. But um, if you don't like horror games and don't like being scared, watch somebody play it. Because you, you might still like the story. And yeah, if you really like deep sci-fi and futurist theory, definitely fucking play it. If you like post-apocalyptic shit, play it. Yeah. If you like dark shit, play the game. And I mean, even like literally dark. Like the game's dark as fuck in every way. <laughs> Chris. I think everybody should watch a playthrough of this at least to get the uh, psychological ideas flowing um, and the philosophical points of it just to kind of make yourself think about it 
But uh, gameplay-wise, if you're going to play this, I would only recommend it to people who enjoy a sense of, like, being scared or a thrill to when you play games. Impending doom. Yeah, if you can't can't handle that kind of stuff, I wouldn't recommend playing this because you won't get very far. Um, It took me... I played it initially for about... 20 minutes and I had to stop. I turned it off and I was like, no, I have to, I have to play more than that. Mm. So I forced myself through it. But uh, initially I didn't want to play it. Yeah. wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There is though in this mode, a um, kind of like an easier mode. There are, mm-hmm. there are ways for, they make it so that the enemies don't hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, that's for people who who want to just get through the story. So that's worth noting. Mm-hmm. For people who are like, I just want to play it for the story, which I would definitely recommend as well, because I think the story outshines the horror 100. Uh, percent Side note, off topic, since we're uh-oh. doing that a lot, anyways. Uh, this is a taste cast, guys. <laughs> I for years never would pick that option in games. I'd always play it on normal. Like ah, I want the gameplay aspect, and I can't. I cannot remember the game now. But I we played. We were, had to play something here recently. And I was like, I don't really care about the gameplay. And I finally like used that mode. I was like, I'm just gonna do it for the story. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, I, I don't <laughs> do it very often. But uh, every once in a while, when I, I feel an obligation to play a game for the channel, typically, and it has like a difficulty thing, unless I'm like, no, I'm gonna like get into it. I'll keep it on normal. But some games, I'll just like drop down to the easiest mode just to like fucking just experience it real quick. Mm. Um, I think that is because as I've gotten older, I have like less time to do everything that I'm into. And with games, I have like every game to play. So, um, you know, if I'm going to devote that time and effort into something, I want to be a game I'm really into Mm -hmm. and not just like a passive experience that I'm, you know, whether I'm enjoying it or not, I'm putting less of of me into. I just kind of want to like, you know, uh, go through and experience it on my own volition, but not have to um take the time to conquer um obstacles yeah yeah that was my my two more recommendations okay if you're a doctor and you have the last name of munchie or people call you munchie and you happen to be a doctor or you're not a doctor at all but you have something to have to do with munchie know that there is a character in this game that has a name just like you i know you feel very alone in this world you don't have to you can pick up soma it was free this month play it and you'll feel very alone playing Soma. <laughs> There's one guy out there like, holy shit. I'm Moonchi. I don't believe that. There's somebody. Where, they didn't make that fucking name up. They know some guy. Probably the voice actor. His name's Moonchi? Maybe. Hey, get, the, get, the, get that fucking guy in here. Fucking get him, get him talking on the mic. What? What's his name? Uh, it's, it's uh, what Mon- fucking Munchie? And he's, I think it's Mon- Munchie. Is it Munchie? Yeah, that's his fucking guy. Tell him bring him fucking coffee too. <laughs> that's all the guys that work at that at that place. Let's grade it. <laughs> Let's fucking grade it. Um, who went first last time? I did. I'll go first. I don't want to go first. Uh, fuck. I'm gonna give it. It's hard. To, it's hard for me to grade it because I haven't beaten it. and I want to beat it. So knowing what I know, where I'm at right now, fuck. I don't know. Um, story. I want to give fucking high gameplay. It's fine. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a B. I feel safe at B. Um, 
the gameplay is nothing to brag about, but uh, the atmosphere and story is, is really interesting. And I'm thinking about it and I want to go back and play it. So that's a good thing because if anyone knows me, it's hard for me to go back and play anything. Uh, making up for sins of the past right now, playing Final Fantasy 15. You just, okay. you just had that lull that you got to take advantage of before. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I got time right now. January, I was like, I, I need to yeah. beat things. And when they're dead, stay dead. I don't have to come back. I don't have to come back ever again. Just fucking, I beat you. It's over. Um, and that's what I want to do with Soma and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. So B, B, it deserves a B. And that grade will change when I beat it. hundred percent. It will either go really fucking high or it's going to go a little low. Unless it's really bad at the end. Like actually you're in a village and planes can't pass over. And there's a fence. <laughs> and it's modern day, even though you're in the future. Can neither confirm nor deny anything. Yeah, the pollen's making them kill themselves. I'm like, all right, this is pretty funny. We a, a plus. We quoting movies now. M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a twist! I say there's another movie we watched recently that I'm sure I was waiting Whoa. for some comments. Shout out to Bird Box. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Love you if you, if you liked it, but it's fine. We don't got to talk about it. IGN's getting paid by those guys. They're all over Twitter going, those movies. And it's on Facebook too. Even, it's and everywhere. then you go in the comment section and people are like, who, how much do they give you for Yeah, people for are like, meh. They're yeah. like, yeah, it's okay. And every once in a while I see someone go like, I loved it. I'm like, wow. I mean, I like The Room, so it's okay to like bad movies. Um, <laughs> but I, I like laughed out loud like three times. One time real bad because this chick just fucking runs out a window. And I was like, oh my Lumbered God. out of a window. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Anyway. So B, yeah, yeah, two B. No, it wasn't two B. Uh -huh. It's one B. Two B might be in it. DLC. Uh, Shelly, what would you grade it? I would give it a B minus. Uh, Ooh, that would be I like that uh, grade. Honestly, for visuals and story alone, because um, obviously they yeah, play fuck it. the gameplay, dude. I'll watch that so, shit. Um, I think I think the story alone is uh, very interesting, and I would like to uh, know it's the conclusion. Sad. It has uh, themes in it too, which are not really being used that much, and uh, they are handling it very well. So, it's yeah. in your mind, boy. Mm -hmm. um, for my grade, the story is really compelling and intriguing to me, um, but because of the few errors that I ran into and the the loading things, it was kind of like this balancing act between grades for me. So uh, I ended up giving it a. B minus, um, just because of the few bugs I ran into, the de-immersion from it um, really got to me. But overall, the story is really intriguing. We're all in the B range. That's pretty good. I give it a B, right? Mm -hmm. You give it a B? Yep. I give it a B minus. B minus? Two B minuses, one B. For some reason, I thought I gave it a B plus. That's on rush. Well, all right. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the comments. What did you think of Soma? Did you play it? Were you too afraid to fucking play it? Let us know in the comments. Be honest. Be like, I'm horrified. And that's fine. I didn't can play be. it. Yeah, he didn't even fucking touch it. I didn't even ask him to play. I'm like, you know, I'm going to play. You should watch me. It's like, okay. Um, and yeah, let me know what you thought of Soma. Please no uh, spoilers. Or if you're going to put a spoiler, type that out in big old fucking letters and space it down. And we will love you for that. Because um, I don't mind if you want to talk about it. But just, you know, be respectful. And uh, if you didn't play it, let us know why you didn't play it. Um, it's not your kind of game, um, which is also very possible. I know people who are just not into horror um, just, you know, seems stupid to them. So, um, 
But yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Plus Club. Very long Plus Club. Um, very ranty. Yeah, yeah. When I said a lot of things, we all said a lot of things. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Lou Gaming. Uh, check out my streams and Chris's streams on Twitch. Tasty Senpai, all one word for me. Tasty underscore fruit for Chris. Uh, hit the not- uh, notification button to know when we go live. You can also watch me here on this channel when I go live because I dual stream. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all time. We are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Pick your fucking poison, whatever your fancy is. You can listen to us there. And if you listen to us, check us out on YouTube at Tasty Lou Gaming. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. Until tomorrow, we'll be talking about Final Fantasy XIV for Game of the... I almost said year. We already did that. Go check that episode out. Uh, that was a long one, too. Um, yeah, until then, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.